Hello, everyone. Huh? Yeah. What? Oh, hi. Right. Cracker Classics. That's what we're doing. This is Um, a weekly podcast. Where we watch old movies and... What do we do again? Uh, There's movies involved. Yeah. I think I said that. Did you? I don't know, man. Well, this week... We're watching Reefer Madness. Are we? Because we're recording on April 24th, and we totally forgot to get this one done in time to release on 420. We had plans, I swear. But, you know, things got in the way. Madness and whatnot. forgot for some unknown reason. Yes, very, very unknown reason. Yes. Anyway, Reefer Madness. Stick into that story. (laughs) Um, <laughs> and you have not seen this, I've correct? I've never seen this, no, which is fascinating as a devotee of the cannabis arts. <laughs> and as one who no longer practices, though I did watch it while I was a practitioner, it's truly a thing to behold. Ah, uh, so I've heard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen clips of it. Oh, I'm sure you have. And parodies of it. Uh, most definitely parodies yeah. of it. Um... <laughs> the gist is young couple with their whole life ahead of them and it's ruined by marijuana one joint <laughs> one makes you violent maybe weed was different in the 30s I don't know <laughs> uh, sure Doubt but it. not in that way right <laughs> yeah I've never really done a propaganda film before. Casablanca um, eh, is technically a propaganda well, that's film. True. It was made to stir anti-Nazi sentiment. It could be said Gone with the Wind's a propaganda film. Yeah, but not like a message propaganda Not film. as shamelessly propaganda as this is. I guess. Uh, yeah. Um <laughs> Because those were also made to be good movies. This is just made to scare the shit out of you around marijuana. Which, it was in the 30s that the outlaw of marijuana came. I forget exactly what year. 34, I think. 34. So I'm sure this came out to really drive home the reason. Yeah. We banned it. Oh, you don't know why? This is why. Yeah. We're going to tell you this and that. Which is, you know, a thing that happens when you ban stuff. You got to ramp up the propaganda to really convince everyone while you're banning it. Mm-hmm. Because bans totally work. Yep. In some cases, yes, they do. But in this case, I wouldn't think so. No, it's more like the ban on alcohol. Mm-hmm. It actually made its use more appealing. But yeah, that's usually what happens when you ban something. Mm-hmm. Well, the kids go, why'd you ban it? Let's check it out. <laughs> so yes, kids of Florida, we are going to uh, examine your mindset of <laughs> this thing is banned. Why? Oh, I I expect to see surprisingly nothing but white people in here. Um, I, I feel like this is just propaganda to to drive white, the point home by marijuana. white people for white people mm-hmm. of white people, and yeah. not to throw in the whole racist angle of it. Unless the drug I want to say black. there is a bit of racist oh. stereotype in here, but I can't recall really optimistic. for sure. 
I, I'm not 100% certain. Okay. We'll watch for that. Yeah. I imagine the young couple are uh, well-to-do in some form. Most likely. And this is the 30s, and it's the Depression. I did watch this while I was getting high, so like my memory is far from perfect. Fair enough. <laughs> Valid point. Well, despite the subterfuge we threw at you at the beginning of this episode, we are entirely sober at the moment. Yes. So we will go in with clear eyes. <laughs> Aside from my little allergy itch, but you know. Well, yes. Um, yeah, there's, uh, I mean, obviously demonization of marijuana users. And I don't remember the plot being that big a factor. It's like a there's tiny a little underlying story. The one you're talking about with the well-to-do couple. No. Oh, yeah. Like that comprises maybe a third of the film if i remember right and the rest of its little terrible vignettes of other bad things that happen with weed oh goody if i remember right Woo-hoo. it's awful <laughs> just like ridiculously stupid and the perfect movie to get high and laugh at yes. <laughs> and of all the bad I... things it lists i'm sure yes. the smell isn't one of them <laughs> i don't remember all I do remember is being really high and laughing a lot at it because it's so ridiculous. Okay. Well, I look forward to the laughter then. <laughs> we'll be back with intermission impressions. And a doobie. Or a bowl. Whatever you're fan, however you want, yeah. No vape, though. Yeah. That's no. too bougie. Too modern for this movie. Might have a gummy bear. Mmm, yummy. All right, we'll be back. Light it up. We scared you straight yet. Berries. <laughs> really? Oh, God. I've seen some strange hybrids of marijuana plants, but none of them had berries on them. <laughs> well, maybe they had a different kind of weed in the 30s, because this I one was destroying the youth and the real public enemy number one. It's coming after your children. And yours. And, and yours. yours. <laughs> Once again, a movie with a bunch of exposition at the beginning. <laughs> Just ruins it. From the get-go. Uh, yeah. It's a little more coherent than I remember it being. Is it? It kind of ties together. Well, it does kind of build off of the main story. Well, okay. It's all at least tangentially related. I seem to remember it being a little more like bouncing to weird randomness. Oh, yeah. Kind of like just this last scene where they drugged the guy, or the guy was in the FBI office, and they were like, oh, well, this kid just held up a liquor store because he was a reefer addict at 16. Killed his family with an axe. Killed his family with an axe, and this 17-year-old girl was caught in flagrata with five men. Life goals. Yeah. Now, you may believe the facts have been exaggerated. (laughs) Why? Why would we do that? Why on earth would we think the facts have been exaggerated? Because you're calling it worse than heroin. Calling it a narcotic. I mean, I, I understand that term was more broadly used back then. Yeah. But it's definitely not a narcotic. No. Yeah, this is just very sensationalist and doom-mongering. Oh, yeah. You're living this nice, pleasant life, and here comes this awful thing that's going to destroy it all and take it away from you. 
despite this being the, the throes of the Great Depression and yeah, the capitalism is, took it all the way from you already. not the economy or... Which that's not being shown in here at all. No. Everyone's living a nice, clean, button-down suburban life. Everyone's respectable. Mm-hmm. Except for the lady that runs the apartment, even though it's her... Is that her boyfriend? Like, who the fuck is he to her? Like, I haven't figured that out yet. I, I think they're in some sort of relationship, otherwise the misogyny doesn't quite land the same. Uh, I mean, you can be misogynist without being engaged in a relationship. True, but there's different levels of misogyny once you're in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> then there's almost more... Um, um, there's like that uh, experiential misogyny. I, I know what I'm talking about because I have a woman at home, so I know I deal with this all the time, blah, blah, blah. That was the vibe that I got of, yeah, they're in a relationship because he's got that Yeah, yeah, level that of whole, misogyny. oh, you, nag, 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 you don't ever shut the fuck up, yeah. do you? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not just that vague blanket misogyny, yeah. you know, it was, I know what I'm talking about, which is... Well, worse, but... <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, this, this movie does make the case for uh, sugar and tobacco. Oh, yeah, those are fine. I made you hot chocolate so you didn't have to study on an empty stomach. That'll just make you spring forth with the worst Shakespearean recitation I've ever heard in my life. It's the problem with button-down sober kids. They don't have... <laughs> There's no passion. Yeah. <laughs> they don't feel... <laughs> Obviously, these kids have not lived. Ah, uh, no. And Romeo and Juliet, they're, well, they're about the same age. Maybe I, I wonder younger. why marijuana is attractive to these kids. Right. <laughs> but Bill was, he, he was hesitant. He was wary. He had, I believe, a, a tobacco cigarette. Yeah, yeah. And then his regular like, cigarette was fine, but this is this cigarette smells funny. What? <laughs> so it's okay to underage smoke tobacco. <laughs> oh, there weren't. You could buy tobacco at any age back then. True, there weren't laws for it yet. Yeah. It's just that nice little hypocrisy in here. <laughs> Other things that does stuff to your body, that's okay. Yep. We profit off of that. Yep. This new stuff, quote, new stuff. It grows in every state in the union. There's no interstate commerce. It's hard to track. <laughs> we can't tax it. <laughs> Maybe if we did tax it, we would have gotten out of the depression quicker. Yeah, yeah. One clarification to make, though, we looked it up. It was 1937. That's that when weed was made was illegal. So this movie did help in that process. It made the case, uh, as opposed to uh, getting you used to the ban. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what we have imposed upon you, it is we're rallying the forces to make sure that you are okay with it when we do do it. We're going to make you afraid of it, so you ask us to save you from mm -hmm. it. Which I'm still like, what? What's, aside from the old guy who just got run over. Which well, he the, got run over because he didn't look both ways. Well. He was clearly not paying attention and just strolled out into the street in front of a gasp speeding car that was supposedly going 45 miles an hour but could not have been going more than 20 the way it took that corner. Um, yeah. <laughs> And 45 is so fast. Oh, no. And he was out. It was like a countryish road. It was not yeah, downtown. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he was downtown and runs over an old guy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> Which that does make a case of you, you shouldn't know, drive high, kids. Exactly, you really shouldn't drive high. There's one positive that's made in here. If you're into the influence of stuff, don't be driving. Yep. But they're not going to make that case in here. It's just no. look, look what it did. <laughs> this old man couldn't hire a fly. Marijuana killed him. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe because we just know so much more. 90 years later, but none of this seems based in reality. Not at all. Yeah. Not that I was it, expecting it to. No. And, oh god, the naivete of freaking high school kids and their willingness to just bound off like an excited puppy with anyone they just met to some stranger's apartment for unknown reasons just because it'll be a gas is... That speaks to y'all's parenting. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and um, Bill's dad, I just say, he is the most laid-back father <laughs> I've seen in a period movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here, kid, here's candy. Oh, it's fine. They can roughhouse their boys. Yep. It's like, um... Normally, there's like a belt or a strop involved in these kinds of interactions. <laughs> Again, not based in reality. Because apparently, you have the perfect home life. One hundred percent, there is nothing wrong. Yep. Because we don't talk about it. Well, there is that to consider. We're not going to show that's, that. That's why this movie exists. Because these are things that need to be talked about. Not the other things going on in your home. It's marijuana's fault. It's always something else's fault. Yep. It's never my fault. <laughs> it's not society's fault. Not at all. It's domestic science's fault. Oh, God, there was that. <laughs> yep, yep. I'll try anything but domestic but science. domestic science. I went home and told my mom she needed olive oil in her gravy. <laughs> she threw me out of the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy which i mean if someone was randomly telling me how to cook i'd throw them out of my kitchen too oh especially if it's one of these stupid kids mm -hmm. you had one domestic science class and you're telling me i need olive oil in my gravy which, get the fuck out it might be a good idea but um no still i mean probably not it's gravy yeah gravy don't need it animal fat and flour Shouldn't really be anything else in gravy. True. Maybe a little pepper. Flavoring of yeah, little, seasonings. Well, but that should come from the meat. Like, you should season the meat, and then it'll drip down into the pan and get you gravy. That's a fair point. Like, Never mind. A little water. Thin it up a bit and make it... Yeah, no, the olive oil and the gravy with the <laughs> stupid kid. Anyway. But, you know, all these kids, they're just swell. Oh, yeah. Heard that word more in the past half hour than I have in probably the last 10 years. <laughs> That'll happen when you're watching a movie from the 30s. A very uh, propagandist movie from the 30s. Bleakly um, blank. These kids are not, they don't have personalities. No. They don't have passion. No. Nope. There's nothing to them aside from mom and dad's pride and joy. Yep. Because that's how children are viewed most times. They're not their own person. They are simply our 
creation assets to do with Our as we will. Tax write off or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have kids, but it's sometimes you just feel like that's why people had kids was for tax purposes. That's, that's what you do. You have kids. That's how you are a good, productive citizen. You have liabilities. <laughs> that does not do marijuana. You have kids so that we can leverage your children against you to make you do what we want you to do. You did have financial. Your kids are being threatened by marijuana. Uh, they're being threatened by a not great people who honestly, I, I've never met a drug dealer who would court people so vehemently. No, he was like a pimp. Yeah. He was like a door-to-door salesman, practically. <laughs> Army recruiter, fuck's sake. Yep. Like, no, that that's that, that doesn't help. He, he, he was basically cold-calling before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not how it works. Just, Sorry. I mean, that's probably how it used to work. No, it, it's drugs. It's how, Word it's of mouth. A lot of businesses were run back then, regardless mm. of the business. But not a business like this. I don't know about that. Because this is, it's still technically legal. Uh, but it's still, you don't need it because the drug, it does the advertising for you. Well, yeah. I mean. It should. And word of mouth, you know, you'll get your friends. Peer pressure, you know. Oh, yeah. The drug dealer doesn't have to do the peer pressure because. Your peers do that. Exactly. <laughs> you, you already have your customer base and they will do that for you. But that's not enough. Yeah, given we had the financial end of it, the guy with the attic machine. <laughs> that made him look all mafia-like. Right? Then the guy came in and said, I don't want to sell to kids. Well, uh, you don't want to sell to kids, I'll make you retire permanently. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Takes it too literally. It's, oh. it's just about the money on that end. No matter where the money comes from. Well, it's a lot of business. Yeah. Is, any business. That does not make businesses look good, this movie. That is not its uh, reason. Nope. But... It's here to make marijuana look bad. Just make a business look bad. Because it's a marijuana business. Oh, capitalism. He's so crazy. It's always capitalism. <laughs> anyway, shall we... Uh, Get back to this. Uh, yeah, let's see how incurably insane Bill gets. Take another hit or three, and uh... we only had the one joint, and we haven't seen him since, right, Bill? Yeah. Okay, so let's see what sort of gutter he winds up in, or something. I don't Whatever know. it is, we'll be back with a curtain call and incurable insanity, marijuana-based tragedy, Whoa. weeds worse than love. Oh, let's not get love into this discussion and you know, okay. with this movie. Whoa. I think we're going to go there, though, because uh, what's her name? Billy's girl, Mary, mm-hmm. is is getting primed to ask Bill what's going on, because his mom says he ain't no liar, so he'll be straight with me. Okay. Except now he's on marijuana. Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back. Well, we got an inadvertent indictment of the justice system. It tends to happen. It's not an entirely useless movie. Just mostly. The moral I learned from this is that (laughs) tobacco is the true gateway drug.
Yeah, because if you weren't used to smoking cigarettes, you could not be easily conned into smoking reefers. You would not have lit that joint thinking it was just a plain cigarette. Because one light and you're done. It's over. Yep. Which is um, not exactly how that went down. No. She, she had a couple puffs, and then Ralph decided to get all handsy with her. Yeah. And then Bill came in and was like, no, that's my girls. They're supposed to be my hands. I thought that was his wife. Or not wife, sister. I don't know where my brain went. No, was. no. Um, Mary's brother was the one who run, ran over the old guy. And she went to the house right. to look for him. Because the cops came asking about the car. Right. Didn't know that Bill was there, because Bill had just been kind of MIA, and she really didn't seem to care that much about him. Yeah, but he had a thing for her initially, but then got seduced by Blanche? I believe it was Blanche, yes. God, this is convoluted ridiculousness. Too many people (laughs) that look the same, because they're all really white and homogenous, because that's what anti-marijuana people want us all to be. White and homogenous. But not that homo. Right. Definitely not that homo. Yes. How silly of me. (laughs) That's right, that doesn't come up in here at all. All the bad, horrible things that marijuana will do to you. At least it doesn't turn you gay. (laughs) Well, that's because gay people don't exist. This is the 30s, Ian. Right, yes, of course. They only exist in the Weimar Republic. At this point in time, I suppose. (laughs) Actually, not at this point in time. Oh, no, yeah, that's right. This This is just not long after that, yeah. So uh, we were uh, making a wave the... of fascism sweeping the world, not just Germany. You were making the case for no marijuana because that's what Hitler would do. I don't know. You <laughs> <laughs> may as well put that in here. Hitler was a vegetarian. And of course, at this point in time, we didn't have a problem with Hitler. No. That was Germany, and he was, it's over yeah, there. They're doing it's no that. Problem. Whatever, it's fine, whatever. Yes, the Jews are coming this way, but we're not going to do anything about them. We're going to send them back. <laughs> but none of that's brought up in here. Hooray, the 30s. About, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all supposed to be about how marijuana spirals your life out of control. I guess. There's definitely parts to this movie where it's taking a back seat. As other yeah. stuff's going on. But I guess that's the... the it's all marijuana's fault, clearly. Uh, yeah. If it wasn't... If it wasn't for marijuana, yeah. these kids would not have found some other substance to get involved in and some other way to fuck their lives up. No. Only marijuana could have been the cause of all this mayhem. The scourge of hot chocolate. <laughs> and root beer. <laughs> Oof. That root beer. That'll get you every time. Yeah. I I don't know. This is a strange <laughs> movie that maybe it worked back then. Clearly it did, because a year later marijuana was made illegal. Oh, yes, and I'm sure it was the movie that entirely had... It didn't have nothing to do, to do with, with it. it. It definitely didn't have nothing to do with it. The vibe I always got was that regardless of what the people thought about it, it was going to be outlawed. Well, yeah. This movie was, you know, a waste of taxpayer money. Just to drive that case home, it was going to happen the taxpayers? anyway. I'm sure they had a little bit to do with it. Who the hell is G&H? I don't know. I wonder if the interwebs has any idea. Because that's the thing. We've never heard of that production company. Never heard yeah. of any of these actors. The director, the producers. I've never heard of any of these people. 
They could be communists. I don't know. Well, that was possible. No, but that was real Hollywood. Hollywood was full of communists. This would have been uh, true-blooded uh, patriotic Americans from the, the breadbasket who don't want to have their uh, Main Street turn into a bloodbath. Uh, I'm not finding anything mm, how interesting. <clears throat> well, there's a G&H Productions that's an event management company. Um, well, this was an event. <laughs> there's G&H Production Company Professional Services in Denver. There's GH Productions, Ackworth, Georgia. GH Productions on Instagram. GH Productions in film, maybe? Always suspicious when it's just initials and it's vague. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the G&H that made Reefer Madness has gone defunct. I don't know, I still say it was the sugar people. I thought it was the tobacco industry, but given the fact that I walked away from him with that assumption of, oh, tobacco is the gateway drug, probably not. They would have thought that through a little more. You'd think. It was originally called Tell Your Children. Well, they said it often enough. That doesn't surprise me. Financed and made by a church group and intended to be shown to parents as a morality tale attempting uh, to teach them about the dangers of cannabis use. That explains a lot. That explains a lot, a lot. The, the pathetic, disjointed uh, disconnect from reality. The bad acting. The homogenous clothing. Yeah. Everybody's white. Yeah, it's yeah. very churchy. That makes a lot of sense. But sometime after the film was made, it was purchased by an exploitation filmmaker who inserted salacious shots. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about those. <laughs> Distributed on the exploitation circuit, which is totally a thing. Uh, it was back then, for <laughs> sure. I'd have had four different uh, titles, depending on which territory it was released in. <laughs> Nice. In the south it was Tell Your Children. West of Denver it was known as Doped Youth. Okay. Yeah, the Pennsylvania, West Virginia area it was called The Burning Question. Nice. And it was Reefer Madness in New England. I was saying the, the Burning Question sounds like an STD film. Right? <laughs> it's a different propaganda <laughs> film. But also very much at home on the exploitation circuit. You know, this movie is a direct uh, effect of the production code. Oh, yeah? Education exploitation films became very common following the adoption of the stricter version of the production code. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. so we because when you know the church suddenly had their bloody fingers <laughs> on the movie industry, <laughs> and they were like, make it this. Uh, yay. Yeah, ultimately, I thought this was a crap movie. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, terrible. It's, yeah. It's... Maybe if I was stoned off my ass, I would be laughing, but I was, I kind of fell asleep for a part in there. and The first half is a lot funnier than the last half. Yes. Once they um, commit to it too much, then it's not funny. Once the murder happens. Which murder? First or the second? If we're counting the Well, the guy that got hit murder. by the car didn't die. But then they he just, did eventually. They just told him that he died to, like, freak him out. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course they did, those dirty yeah. lion drug dealers. Yeah, the cops said he'd be fine, so... Yeah, but that was at the time. Yeah. You know, it could have changed. It could have. I didn't get the impression that it had. It felt like they told him that to get him to freak out so they could control him easier. That makes sense. Because there's a lot of that Since in this movie. Since there was a cover-up. There's so much cover-up in this. and <laughs> Yeah. All facilitated by marijuana. 
But at least the cover-up wasn't their downfall, like in so many cases. It's not the lies in the cover-up that are the problem. It's the drug. Apparently. It's the drug. Church is still going off of that. We could still cover up the cover-up. There's no <laughs> drugs involved, so it's okay. <laughs> well, there were drugs involved. Well, that's okay. We can still cover up the cover-up of the cover-up and tell people there were no drugs, and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Till someone jumps out a window. Well, no, until someone has the immoral fortitude to come forth and tell the truth. And then jump out of Then it down. ruins everything. I, yeah, this... <laughs> There's so much trust in this movie. Gullible, gullible trust. Everybody in this movie is stupid gullible. Like, everybody. Which I guess back in the day, small town America, that was kind of a thing. Because you knew your neighbors and... You knew, like, everyone in town, and you at least This is why I had trust problems them. growing up in a small town. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's based on that trust network, despite the fact that everybody still knows it's bullshit. Yeah. I because just... that trust network exists. It's a real thing, and it would be nice if it wasn't bullshit. Yeah. But it's total bullshit, and everyone can see it. They just ignore it. Because they trust the fact that they're lying to themselves. <sighs> Pretty much. They trust the fact that they've been screwed over. Uh, yeah. It just... There's... Uh, yeah, I, I guess this movie <laughs> is a good time capsule for bullshit. Yeah. I still don't believe that American life is ever like this. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, people wore those clothes and drove those cars, and there was some sort of... Smoked uh, those... Reefers. Well, it's, yeah. I'm sure there was some simplicity back then, but drugs did not ruin it. If anything, capitalism ruined it. But you're not ready to have that discussion. <laughs> oh, God, no, not in the 30s. Shit. Barely having it today. And only because they're... we can't ignore it anymore. Fifth depression later, we kind of got to talk about it. It's not the drugs. That fuels the economy. As much as... Some of my fellows would hate to admit it. It's not the guns either. It's the economy. It's not the churches. It's the economy. <laughs> yeah, they're all uh, symptoms of yeah. the economy. They're yeah. An excuse to make money via the economy. Yep. Yeah. Too many people making money off of the, the shit. And if you took their money away from them, then their symptoms would go away. Yeah. Money's all made up anyway. Well, I mean, that sounds like a reefer statement to me. You would know that if you hadn't been huffing the reefer. I haven't been huffing the reefer in years. In years. But you did. Once. That's all it takes. All I did for about a decade. It was a lot more than once. But uh... See? <laughs> You're still doing it, so... How many murders have you had <laughs> in? Only... Remember, this is on tape. Um, <laughs> my lawyer has advised me not to comment. There you go. Good answer. Good answer. Seven. I mean, <laughs> shit. Well, there's my moral outpouring. I better go jump out a window now. Yeah. We've reached the confession time with this podcast, so we should probably stop and um, ask you for money. Well, yeah, because we won't be corrupted by money. Not at all. Right? We, we, we need uh, to be the symptom. <laughs> we can't do that without more money, so you should be a patron. Yep. 
Go to patreon.com slash classics and fund our drug ring. <laughs> Your drug ring? My, um, cult? There you go. I'll start a cult. If we get more money, sure, let's go with that. The Cracker <laughs> Classics cult. And a nice ring to it. Huh? Triple C, baby. <laughs> it's borderline. <laughs> Uh, we also got a website, crackerclassics.com. You can email us, crackerclassics at gmail.com. If you got a question or a movie recommendation. Or a new connection. I'm just kidding. It's legal in this state. I don't need your connections. I'm, right. I've got go the dispensary up the street. <laughs> That's my connection. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. And tell your children. And yours. <laughs> and yours.